race car. I declare bankruptcy. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Depression. Isn't that just a fancy word for feeling bummed out? Twenty wigger and slut. Not only the years we've been at war, but from the moment as a child when we realized that the world could be conquered. You're listening to That's Terrible Podcast, uh, the podcast about United States of Terra. I'm Jay Ray, and one of my alter egos is here, Jacob. <laughs> Just kidding. My wife's been watching that show nonstop. So it's what like show is that? United States of Terra. Uh, it's, um, it's like this Diablo Cody thing where this woman has multiple personality disorder, and it's like suburban mom with a you know with a bit of a twist it's fine but we're in a brie larson kick apparently because of captain marvel so that's just uh, yeah and did you see the um the the unicorn shop trailer i did yep that looks pretty good it does uh, and if you haven't watched it much recommends the uh the umbrella academy yeah you know we got stuck halfway through mostly just because like you know we're doing an episode a day or whatever I just feel like it keeps bringing up questions and I'm sure like the last two or three episodes are going to be like bangers, but I just feel like the first five episodes that are just making me be like, okay, okay. Yeah. The back half of the season's really good. Yeah. So that, that's, I feel like I'm on the precipice of it. Yeah. Like right there. Anyways, really? We yeah. end up watching like the last six episodes in a night. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a, uh, we're going to PAX this weekend, oh. but we're only going for two days. Um, so we'll be okay, back east. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be back on Saturday. So we'll have some downtime. So maybe we'll just try to beast through it. But excuse me, it's been brutal. Okay, this is the Office Podcast. I'm Jay Ray. You're Jacob, member uh, of the Broken Jars Broadcasting Network. So um, be sh- uh, be sure to check out our Patreon, patreoncom jars And we actually had someone use our Reddit, which I honestly, which I set up and honestly forgot was there. Mm-hmm. So you can check us out at Reddit R's forward slash Broken Jars Podcast. And I actually looked, I have like a hundred things in my moderator queue I need to approve. So yeah, that's, it's a thing. If you want to like be a part of Reddit, yeah, don't be a part of Reddit. It's a terrible place. Yeah, I've been doing Imager. Imager is also not a great, it's not really set up to be a community. Right. But they try to be. Failure. But like, you know, Forward slash awe, you know, that's a good subreddit. Oh, yeah. I mean, but that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do it for video games. So I'm into video games right now. I'm doing a lot of Apex Legends. I, uh, that went from like zero to like a bajillion players in no time. <laughs> well, because it was like announced on a Sunday and launched that Monday. So it was like that was the only way it could have gone or no one would have been interested. I'm playing it. Got the season pass. I'm doing great. I'm nice. terrible at it, but I feel great. Yeah, because of the stuff going on in my arms, I can't play video games right now. <laughs> That's fair. I'm a con- you know I'm a console guy, so I got the controller. So I feel like can't uh, even do controllers. That's fine. Well, uh, if you have an Xbox One, they have a lot of accessibility accessories, you know, giant big buttons that you can play with your feet. I might need to do that. Actually, I'm going to tell my doctors like, screw it, just cut me open. There Slice you go. Those arms, fix it. Yeah, specify what area of your body to open up. <laughs> just don't be like you know, do it. Just take it out <laughs> like I'm, I'm at the point where i have a hard time typing and i make a living on my computer like 
if I can't type, I can't, I can't make money. So I'm kind of in this point where like, you know what? Screw physical therapy. Let's just go straight to surgery. All the more reason to visit our Patreon to fund Jacob's arms, his new robotic arms that he'll need. Ooh, robotic arms. I, I need to ask if that's an option because I'm definitely going with robotic. Here's a question for you. Uh-huh. You have robot arms. They have a programmed way to give the middle finger. Which way is the best way? Now, for you people who don't watch the video, this will be difficult. But this is the full flip. And I'm not doing it at you, Jacob, okay? I'm doing it at the audience. So that's the full flip. Uh-huh. Or you could do the, the, old, the half flip. See, I, I tend to be more of a half flip kind of guy. I see. I see. I'm a full flipper. So you're just like... That's it. Yep. In jest and seriousness in the middle of a fight in a church... I'm a full flipper. More more conversations brought on from United States of Terra. Anyways, let's talk about the office. We got two we got two episodes for you. I was gonna say great episodes. We got two episodes. We'll talk about them. We'll see how we feel about it. Season eight, episode nineteen, Get the Girl, directed by Rain Wilson and written by Charlie Grandy. Actually, both these episodes are written by main cast members. They're not written, directed. Directed. Because the next one is directed by Ed Helms, if I remember correctly. You are correct. Well, so this is a pretty good cold open. Uh, essentially, this, um, I don't know what it's, it's like a mylar balloon or something. Yeah. Up in the warehouse for, it sounds like years. Based right. on the, There's no way in hell that was up there. Or were they just like not leak helium? Yeah, I don't know. I always thought the mylar balloons lost helium faster, but that's based right? on nothing. Yeah. But I, I felt like that as a child, you know. Uh, right, but it, but it's sort of like what I would consider one of those big party balloons. Yeah, like you, the time you have to go like behind a counter to have someone fill up for you. On right, it. right, right. Yeah, and maybe, maybe they didn't use helium. Maybe they used some other gas that like is better than helium. There you go, scientists of the broken jars family. Uh, let us know gas that is lighter than helium. Well, I guess more- it could could have a. Um, a Hindenburg. Well, what was in that? It wasn't helium. It was nitrogen. I no. think it was. Uh, I thought it was helium, but maybe it was like a. Bad I didn't mixer. think it was helium. I thought it was something else. Anyway, so everyone starts talking about these memories of um, being like when the balloon went up there. Right. Uh, pre- assuming during a part during a Michael party. So that's one reason we know this is old. Uh, Oscar was still with Gil, which he had broke. They were broken up by the Canada episode, which is what, season five or six? Yeah, I think it's six or late five. Yeah, so we're talking, I mean, if we take Showtime or, you know, seasons as years, et cetera, it's pretty much two years probably that's been up there. Yeah, but if that's the case, then some of these other memories don't make sense, like Kevin claiming he had hair like Rapunzel. <laughs> and Dwight's Warcraft, Warcraft clan, that's hard to say, it was on speaking terms. Yeah, so everybody's going around reminiscing about like these sad memories. You know, Daryl uh, was like skinnier. Oh, he was talk- so you still thinking about going back to school? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like everybody's got these like, they used to be better. Now they're in a crap place. So the balloon isn't a fun thing anymore. It becomes this like reminder of like the failures they continue to be. Right. Um, to remedy that, uh, they decide to destroy the balloon with a forklift. <laughs> and 
the balloon does put up a value in fight, but it does it does fall to the the, the forklift. Yeah, so they all have a bit of a cathartic experience, and then credits. Right. So what's going on, man? What what is this Doctor Who ho diddy ho bag doing? <laughs> this yeah. So Nellie shows up the screen, mm-hmm. which is the big thing, and she's around for the rest of the run. And probably the worst thing about like post Michael office. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, so you had said it before we started recording, this episode could be super short or super long, depending on how right. we approach some of this stuff. And I feel like if we fall down the Nelly, if we fall down Nelly's hole, it could be risky. If we fall down Andy's hole in the next episode, this episode too could be risky. I mean, there's a lot of people's holes are just agape and yep. in waiting. So uh, let me say, Nelly, why is she terrible? Well, they don't do, I mean, they do some to develop her character, but she's kind of shallow and just kind of there to do something. Yeah, I mean, because I'm okay with her. I was okay with her for the interview. Right. I was okay with her in Tallahassee, too. She's not a likable character, but that's like the point. Right. I I was okay for that storyline. I think the problem here, though, is not only does she continue to be unlikable, which kind of changes for the next two seasons. Not a lot, but a bit. She becomes more sympathetic. Um, is that she comes in like such a jerk. The whole mm-hmm. taking over someone else's job, Robert's general apathy, just being like, I should stay out of it. I'm curious to see how this oh. will play out. Right. Uh, Robert <laughs> wants the boner. I mean, that's just, he's just trying to get in her pants. That's why he's not doing anything. Well, I, I don't think he wants to, but I think he is not closing off. You know, he's not burning his Oh, uh, no. He was, like, the, doing the whole, like, hey, let me show you how to putt thing in Florida. That's, but I think that's his thing. Life is sex, you know? That's well, yeah. just like everything. You know, I think, you know, he had uh, Gabe and uh, Ryan doing some creepy, you know, Buffalo Bill dance in his empty home that one night. Like, I think Robert is just down to clown with anybody. You know, I think if Jim came in with enough uh, excitement into that conference room, they might close the shades. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah. But anyway, so she comes, she comes in rough and it's, it's just tough. And this episode is difficult because of, because of this. Right. And maybe it's because she can, comes in so high and mighty. And do we even know why she's there? No, I mean, I, you know, we know she's Joe's friend. And uh, we know Joe sent her for the initial interview. And I guess once the store project was shut down, she needed something to do. But right, because Andy's already the manager, it's not clear what her original purpose was. Right, and that's kind of why I think like, you know, since Robert is the CEO, that's why I kind of think like, that's why she got transferred to Scranton. Because we do have the scene later in the season where like, apparently he leaves a really disgusting voicemail on her uh thing like on in your on her phone if, about all the things he wants to do to her i'm just let me just double check the actress's name here it is mara tierney we saw who robert's previous wife was yes Very, i mean that is it's just a, it's a you know nothing against a, a definite downgrade yeah you know not to slight her not to give people a basis or a to value people by their looks. But this is a raw deal. <laughs> Maybe Robert was just looking for, you know, a tall person. A tall She's pretty, I mean, she is pretty tall. At least she seems tall. What is this lady's name? I keep wanting to call her Donna Noble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not Nellie Bertram's her character's name. 
It's really obvious too. Like once you say it, I'll be like, oh yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Catherine Tate. That's it. The old Tate. Okay. All right. Well, let's get back on track. I'm sure we'll, we'll go back into why she's terrible, but she shows up. Yeah, she, she's five, seven. It's pretty tall for a woman. Yeah. And she's always wearing those like orange spikes. So you know, that helps. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So she comes in, uh, you know, Jim's very confused as to why she's there. Mm-hmm. Um, Toby introduces himself as uh, Tony. Yeah, Tony. Yep. Right. Well, and there's this great Dwight line where he's like, how can she show her face here? She reeks of failure. <laughs> and all this other stuff is like, I should know. I'm in an identical situation. Yeah. He's kind of like self-aware Dwight, which is kind of where he's at now, is the best Dwight. It's true. It's true. Like he's, he just knows what we've all been thinking for years. Right. Um, so she has this um, policy. Yeah, or something that if this like a life open, motto. The job, yeah. job is open, right? So she just takes over being manager. Yep, she goes into Andy's office. Uh, she sits. I think she even closes the door behind her. Right, and by the time like, I mean, she does a pretty quick job of like changing the office, like decorating it for herself. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like. If I, if I miss jokes, please interrupt me. But I'm just going to kind of run through quickly what her day, her first day is like in Scranton. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think that's the better way to do it. But uh, she gets in. Robert's very confused. They Everybody tries to find Andy. We'll talk about where Andy is, but he's he's not coming. It's impossible for him to get there the same day. Right. Um, to win people's trust, Nellie starts doing these impromptu evaluations, which are shams to basically promise people more money, which no one is even sure she's able to do. Right. Robert's not saying no, though, when it's brought up. So maybe she can as manager, quote unquote, because it's a fucking madhouse explicit tag. Um, and, uh, you know, she, Pam and Jim are the holdouts. They don't want to, uh, if they take it, it's admitting she's really a manager. Right? right. And then, you know, there's this whole thing where like she, you know, with Pam, he's like, you want a nap. Mm-hmm. It's like super condescending. Uh, but she's like, it would be if Pam didn't apparently want it so bad, right? Hey, man, if if my boss offered me a nap, I would take it. I love naps; they're the best. But you'd have to sleep in their office. As long as I had a pillow. I mean, but I but, but it's this great line where like she's like, "Look, you take a nap," because like Pam is like gets down, you know, because apparently. Andy has like a pillow and a blanket in the filing cabinet. Right. And she, she's like, and when you wake up, you'll make more money. And Pam's like, I think you're a witch. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just this, like her giving up. Yeah. She just can't like fathom. This. Like, how is this happening? Yeah. Yep. So, so she takes it and we go and Jim is ultimately the last holdout. But, uh, it's, it's a losing battle at this point. The rest of the office has accepted her. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a meeting uh, because uh, there seems to be some hostility uh, where she just has a big question on the old easel. Uh, what's going on? Right. And she's like, I'm really good at guessing names. The cavity's like, I think it's Chumbo. Yeah. Uh, which Jim accurately says is probably a mix of Chumbo, Dumbo, and Chubby. Uh, yeah, which is great. I mean, it's not even a real name. It's fine. It's the joke, and it was very funny the first time I saw it. Right. And so, yeah, she just essentially takes over, and Robert just says, like, 
No, not a big deal. Is <laughs> a great like Robert Lang's like, all right, Jim, which metaphor you like? The sexual metaphor or the nature metaphor? Yep, and Jim says nature. And then mm-hmm. it goes into two animals having sex. And he's all like, you know what? The sexual metaphor would be better. Yeah. And he does it. And it's actually not that bad. All life is sex and all sex is competition. So really the manager is Charles Darwin. Just like, I don't like, I feel like at this point, because at this point of the season, we really start seeing the shift. And actually, it probably really started around Christmas right after the divorce. Where Robert just doesn't care. Anymore. Right. Yes. Like at the beginning of the season, you could tell like he cared. He was a businessman, you know, wanting people to get presentations, do ideas, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but now he's just like, whatever. Yeah, he's kind of coasting. He was like originally trying to grow the Saber brand. Right. Yeah. Um, some other good bits. This seems to set a precedent of stealing people's offices. Dwight makes a failed attempt on Daryl's office, but he's outmuscled. Um, <laughs> he just like Daryl just grabs him by the hair. <laughs> yep. Um, this of course leaves Dwight's homeland defenseless, and Creed takes over. Right. He's like if you if you try if you touch me I'll sue or something. Yep. Um, and I guess that is the about it in Scranton. Um, so where was Andy this whole time? Well, first off, we do have to touch on one of the better gym, especially gifts out there, where he's, he's giving this talking head in like the stairwell. He's like, he's like, what is going on? Something, something. What is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he's losing it. It's always good when Jim loses his cool, right? Yeah, because he always acts like a cool cuss. But he's not. The internet hates Jim, especially in this. Uh, uh, you know, as we get further away from the show, I mean, I can't tell you how often some new BuzzFeed quiz or article or listicle comes out being like Jim Halpert, serial murderer, <laughs> you know, whatever. And it's like totally legitimate. It's like, who would yell at their pregnant wife? I'm like, I'm sure a lot of people would yell at a lot of pregnant people, wife or not. Right. It's against the point. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, so really, and that's more the B storyline. Mm-hmm. The A storyline is Andy has gone down to Florida to get uh, Aaron. <laughs> Nelly. I almost said Nelly. <laughs> I almost did. Uh, Aaron. While still dating Jessica. Yes. Like, what? Like, I know Je- we find out Jessica was at like a bachelorette party. So I guess he knew she would be gone. Yeah, I mean, but it also seems weird to do a bachelorette party, like especially it seems like one that's like an overnight kind of thing, not during the weekend. Well, yeah, it's tough to say because we don't really have the context, but like you can make that trip down to Florida in a day in a car. It's a long day. It's probably closer to a 12 or 16 hour day of driving roughly, um, but uh, you could do it. So assuming that this was a Friday, because yeah, how is this episode the episode after Erin telling Andy she's never coming back? You know. Yeah, this is sixteen and a half hours from Scranton to Tallahassee. Yeah. So we overshot, so you know, driving about twenty hours because yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. it was his heart map or whatever. It was. That's right. Um, so right, so he does that. Then you know, he seems to spend a couple of hours with Erin at the old lady's place. Right. Um, and then do they try and they drive back that day because she has no belonging. We find out. Right. But they stop in somewhere. Savannah. Got it. Cause they have those, pe- the, 
Like they both have Savannah shirts on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, I, I think this is two days it, back to back. But right, so maybe it was a Friday so that they could have this Saturday uh, bridal shower. Right. Uh, so that's, weird. that's like yeah. that's the thing. And like what I do love is at the beginning is like the old lady is just giving Andy hell. Yeah. She's like, "Where's the ring, Lancelot?" <laughs> That's a pretty good voice of her, too. You've been practicing, man. Oh, I'm terrible at impressions. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, she calls out Andy Slav and the girlfriend or whatever. She suggests right. leave a couple times. Um, but he just needs to leave. He's like, how's your skinny brunette girlfriend feel about you coming to us? Right, right. Um, we also find out, well, it's a continuation of Aaron's culinary skills. It's not quite Gatorade tea, but it is... Um, what would you call it? it's just like intensified hot dog water I guess. right she keeps like using the uh the old hot dog water so it gets flavorful i mean that's probably how those hot dog carts work right like all day anyways not multiple days over yeah the all day yeah yeah so it's how, how i mean that and those are super healthy Oh yeah, super healthy. Totally worth four dollars for a man. Like some I, 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 I will tell you, a good hot dog is one of my biggest weaknesses. Oh yeah. Like if I go to a new restaurant and there's a chili dog on the menu, it's going in my tummy. Well, you're like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> that was also his weakness. I uh, doubt. I doubt you're as fast, but <laughs> there's this place here that does like a quarter pound all beef hot dog. In a pretzel bun with fries and chili for like six bucks. Wow. So good. I do like a pretzel bun. You guys have five guys, right? Yeah. I never go there. Uh, they have a bacon wrapped hot dog. I mean, it's like you go to five guys, you get a burger. But the once I did the bacon wrapped dog and that was, that was great. But their buns are also garbage. You got to get some of them pretzel buns too. Okay. So, oh yeah. The old lady's nephew is there because he was, he got fired or laid off from Home Depot. Home Depot? Uh, no, he's, he's suing, he's home, suing home Depot. He got, he like his other job fell through or whatever it was. Yeah. Something they, I think they just said he ran out of money. Yeah. It's, it's a very weird situation down there, but, um, right. And he's like lingering. He's helping out with the house. He's trying to fix a fountain outside when Aaron finally comes up and is like, listen, like it's not going to happen. You right. Know, we, we, you know, it's, it's a very similar conversation that Pam's talking head was at the end of season three kind of acknowledging that like, you know, we were single at bad times. We rejected each other too many times. Like it's, it's okay that it's never going to happen. That's, a, that's always tough. Yeah. Like it's nice it, that you know it though. Right. Well, there, there's definitely been, you know, one or two in my past where like we just never, we were never single to, at the same time. And we always, we always kind of joke that if we were ever single at the same time, we would date and we both had crushes on each other at different times, but. Like it just never worked out. Not me. I only ever had a crush on my wife. <laughs> well, good on you, friend. Thank good you. on you. Thank you. Okay, so uh, so she basically lets him down. Um, he gets in the car. Right. And what I I did really like that she was just like, "You broke my heart a bunch." Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm going to say, and I'm not recalling everything as well as I should, but um, I mean, I, I think it's a two way street, and she's not. By her saying that, it's not acknowledging the other part of it, like inviting Andy to glee parties at Gabe's place, you know, like right, and, right. I mean, it was, and, but she was, but Andy cut fires back, and she's like, "Well, you hurt me first, and or most recently, and more often, or something." 
Well, then she's like most recently. I mean, yeah, it's not uh, the problem. The problem with Aaron, especially in these two episodes, is like she's not a great person. They make her like super childish, very unapologetically. You know, right. so like this exchange, while it starts off meaningful, kind of devolves into a no, you did this, no, you did this, which is like not great. Makes me like her a little bit less, and I'm a big Aaron fan as well as an Andy fan, as you've all heard. That being said. I will no longer defend Andy at this point because these are the terrible Andy. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yes. So, so it's it's rough and it's not great, but um, it does end and it almost feels nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy gets in the car, chucks out her eggplant parm. Right, it's biodegradable, which yeah. is like an aluminum foil thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then Aaron runs down the street, tries to stop Andy, stops the wrong Prius, finally right. gets Andy. They have a bit of a. You know, let's do it. I don't have a toothbrush. Have you ever bought a toothbrush? Have you ever actually asked, like, have you ever heard of buying a toothbrush? Yeah. Like, yes, I own my own. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of a... That's kind of it. Yeah. It's very much a just their episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I understand, like, they're starting to ramp up the end of the season because there's probably, I think there's only like three or four episodes left maybe five in the in the entire season uh yeah four episodes left and it's really like just setting it up and a bunch of other stuff and you know i would guess that about this time they realized that um james spader wasn't coming back as you know because yeah he just wasn't they, they knew he wasn't coming back because the shift yeah, and how quickly it kind of run them out the door feels like they it got dropped on them late. Right, right. They, they didn't know that he would be coming back. Uh, yeah. All right. So, what'd you think of this episode? Uh, I gave it. I mean, it, it's a needed episode. It's a transition. I mean, it's just a transition episode, right? Uh, I mean, we didn't talk about it all like the really awkwardness of him breaking up with Jessica during the... Oh, that's next episode. Is that next episode? That's next episode, yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, so, thing, as a pair of episodes, this was a rough week. Yeah. Um, really, I just, I just gave it a 1.5 out of 5. Meh. Yeah. yeah they, um, you know, they sort of reintroducing um, Nellie as a character that she's going to be a regular that we think... You know, it just kind of feels forced the whole nelly thing just feels a little yeah well and it's interesting because like the plot line kind of covers that you know all all the scranton people are like why are you here why is this happening and like as an audience we are mimicking those feelings but for very different reasons right um so for the sake of grammar i gave this episode a one out of five goats of dover (laughs) uh yeah just rough um yeah all right, season eight, episode twenty, Welcome Party, directed by Ed Holmes, written by Steve Helly. Helly? I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is another great cold open. Yes. Does Stanley have a like so Pam so Stanley well Stanley had a tonsillectomy, which I am shocked that the doctors let them do. Like it is very hard to get a tonsillectomy past like eighteen. Really, George Costanza, I think, got a tonsillectomy on Seinfeld. Yeah, still, like, for whatever reason, there's something about being older. I, I guess it's healing time to where it's much more dangerous. Uh, 
Like probably it, true about most surgeries, but because it's in such a vital area. Right. Uh, you know, it's a very high risk of bleeding out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's hard. I, I've, I, I was dating, I dated a girl who we were 25 at the time and she got a tonsillectomy and it was brutal on her. Yeah. I, I only ever dated my wife. <laughs> right. But so it's, it's something about a, it's, a, it's, it's a good thing it wasn't a mustache ectomy. It was this card that Pam right, gives right, Pam yeah. to sign. And I, I kind of, I do think it's kind of funny because Jim has given Stanley shit about what he'll notice. And Jim's like, he doesn't have a mustache. Well, and I think there's like a psychological study that I'm not going to bore everybody by trying to Google. But like, like the features that we remember from someone's face is supposed to be indicative of how we feel about them or whatever. So Jim not realizing the mustache, but also like in a way him always having the mustache makes it not stand out that he's got a mustache, you know? Right. It's like this whole thing. And then the office does this Hillary Swank thing where they split into two teams and they're like, does he have a mustache? But they don't have time to give PowerPoint presentations because Stan right. is there. Uh, and Gabe, Gabe brought like, that. <laughs> he puts his hand over. It's actually the first time we've really seen Gabe in a while. It's been a while. We saw him a little bit in Tallahassee, and then like he just is kind of. I mean, I wonder if Silicon Valley started around this time, so that actor was kind of busy. Zach Woods. That's his uh, name. yeah, maybe. Yeah, but uh, right. So he's there for some reason. I don't even remember the rest of the episode, honestly. Uh, just this cold open. Um, it, I, mean, I was trying to look up the start date. For, it's five years old, so 2014. This was 2012. So oh, okay, so it doesn't seem that way, right? Uh, so he does the reveal. Stanley has a mustache. Stanley also doesn't give a shit about what's happening. And he's just like whatever. Yeah. So so we kind of flash forward. Uh, I'm to what I'm guessing is the next day or something like that. Oh, the office, sure. Yeah, and. We, Robert comes in. Nellie isn't there. Everyone's just kind of chilling. Like Pam is listening to Drake featuring Swizz Beats. T.I. and Swizz Beats. Right, which is apparently fancy by Drake. Got it. And I don't even know if I've ever heard a Drake song. Maybe I should listen to a Drake song. Yeah, I don't recall any Drake songs in my head. T.I., though, famous for being an Ant-Man in Ant-Man and the Wasp. And, of course, Swizz Beats for having too many Zs in his name. So. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it would take my douchebag meter too high to listen to Drake. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that dude's a creep. Right, so Robert's so, like, oh, you got to – and Pam's like, I was just kind of warming up for my day. He's like, people, 9 to 10 a.m. is the most productive part of the day. And, like, Nelly comes in. And this is actually really, I think anyway, a key sort of thing for Nellie's character development. And she's just talking about like how she doesn't have self-control and kept hitting snooze for like two hours. Right. I mean, we've all done it. But if you've like, to, to, well, to use a Michael Scott term, you slurped a manager's position. <laughs> uh, you better be on time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we, we see constantly that Nellie does have self-control issues. I guess for a really big issue. Well, and, and she kind of talks about it at the end of either last episode or this episode. But essentially, she doesn't know what she's doing. You know, she doesn't, you know, she just saw the job. She took the job. 
Right. It's not like she has high aspirations. It's not even clear if she likes working for Saber or not. Like, is it a green card? You know, is it like a visa thing? You know, she wants to be in the U.S., so she has to have a job, whatever. Like, obviously, it doesn't really matter, but she just doesn't care about what's happening around her. Just right. that it's happening. And so she says something about no willpower. And this is another reason why I think, like, Robert's just trying to stick it in her. He says, I've never believed willpower was an important feature in, in a woman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I think too, maybe he just sees like a weakness in her and Robert being this predator. Yeah. But it was really like skeezy. I, well, yeah, sure. But I just can't imagine that Robert would say like, I don't think Robert finds Nellie like irresistible. No, it's just somebody just trying to get it in. Right. And it's somebody that he, especially being that sort of predator like person, Mm. Somebody he ha- he can wield influence over, you know, it's just, uh, it seems very much like a, a setup. Like he's like, okay, I can, I can wield influence <laughs> over, I can push her to her limit. You know. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just, I, I would I always pictured Robert not feeling like Nelly of all people would be someone he has to like figure out. I feel like with Robert's high self-esteem and Nelly's lack thereof, because I think a lot of her, uh, her, you know, her confidence is all fake, right? Fake it right. kind of thing. I feel like Robert would know that. And Robert could feel like he could just be like very plainly suggest that they engage in the dance of lovers <laughs> or whatever. But that's, that. yeah, that's that's neither here nor there. I mean, not for nothing. I'm sure that they end up doing it. We just don't talk about it. I don't think they did it. Are you sure? Uh, there, there's nothing that really says, "Hey, they, 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 they boned." Do you think Nellie and Packer boned? Me? Uh, probably not, because she was pretty adamant about Dwight. I mean, she did kiss Toby, so her standards are pretty low. Yeah, again, I think she has a little bit of a lack of self confidence kind of thing going on. Well, I think she's got a lot of self confidence, but she doesn't have a lot of self esteem. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that for this. <laughs> for this um okay we continue on so she's very late robert is for some reason building it up as if nelly's excuse that she's giving is fake and that she has a better reason for being late um we find out she's racist against the irish right she goes on this kind of really racist rant about different things and like says like the natives are getting restless and he's like what yeah i mean you know i I'm definitely not going to comment on the relationships of European countries, but I'm fairly certain that they have a tumultuous history. Oh, definitely. Something about murder. (laughs) (laughs) So one little detail I did notice in this episode is Michael's train whistle Uh is sitting on the filing cabinet behind Kevin. Mm. So it's just one of those little details that I noticed for the first time watching. Well, because Michael does go around giving people gifts. I, I, Kevin's gift is not that. Kevin's gift is like a self-confidence nonsense, right? It's like the pig drawing that he rips up. Right. But I, I'm sure he also did like a grab something from my office peeps piece. Right. I would have to rewatch that episode, but maybe he gave it to one of the people in accounting. That's sure. Right. Yeah. Um. So Robert sees that, you know, the energy is low. People are still like not jazzed about Nellie and Pam and Jim being like the most vocal people end up being enlisted in these two essential jobs, right? Plan a party for Nellie, welcoming. Right. And move her into her apartment. 
Right. Holland cubes. That was that was sort of her excuse. It's like she's trying to move into an apartment and learn a new city and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so Dwight and Jim have to go help her move. And then we have a makeshift party planning committee to throw this shindig. Mm-hmm. And like, so they, but they decide to throw her a really bad party. Right. Yeah. Uh, they, they plan to have it in the break room, which is smaller than, you know, the conference room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some basic stuff, you know, ugly balloons, yada, yada. As the episode goes on, we will see how diabolical they plan to be. Right. In the car with Aaron and Andy, they are coming from Savannah in their trip to get back up to Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're doing like run-throughs of breaking up with Jessica. Right. None of them are realistic (laughs) at all. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron is playing Jessica either as a totally reasonable, unattached lady or as a 12-year-old middle schooler i don't really See, know the age of middle school girls but i felt more like i feel like she watched at some point had seen clueless it was like channeling oh uh, sure that early, movie. early high school it's yeah like, what yeah what? yeah it's pretty uh neither of them seem like jessica right man oh, i gotta tell you this i had the i had like the best idea ever it's a service to take your ex's crap back to them after you break up so you don't have to do it for yourself. Huh, that's not a bad idea. Because because we know like that's one of the hardest parts about breaking up is the exchange. Well, right, we know that from Dwight and Angela in this show. But well, uh, if personal it, experiences. <laughs> well, I was going to say I had a girlfriend in high school before I even knew my wife existed and I made the terrible mistake of dating this girl in high school. And I had left a bright yellow Quicksilver baseball cap at this chick's Oh, uh, and that was back when like Quicksilver was the it shit. It was the shit. Yep, yep. And uh, I found out because I was friends with her neighbor that after we broke up, the ex-girlfriend had a like ritual bonfire in her backyard where all of my belongings apparently ended up. So that's one way to avoid the awkward situation. That is true. And that is, that is something that like, especially with the rise of digital, you know, streaming music, like earning those mix CDs that you you know, invariably made for your significant other, like that was catharsis, man. Like, yeah, kids will yeah. not never know like the pure joy of just shattering those things. Well, I've seen stuff now where people, you know, it's the internet. People are liars, but you know, they wait where like they know that their ex is watching Game of Thrones, and like before they get to like a critical episode, like they're just watching the progress bars. They like change the password. <laughs> You know, to like force the person to have to sign out of their device and sign back in, but now they can't finish the season or something. The <laughs> crap, you know. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty vicious. The, yeah. So as these things evolve, you know, kids are doing all types of crazy shit to each other. Um, so right, Jim and Dwight are are moving at Nellie's place. This is where they come up with the phrase "hauling cubes." Um, right. And they find a box of shit. It's, it's a like shit a box. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing that, like, do people still do that? Well, I still have mine from high school, and we just did a Mary Kundo closet clean, and I found out my wife has two now that we keep of, like, cards and or playbills from theatrical performances that we attend. Well, yeah, but, like, I was thinking more, like, X's, you know, it's like, yeah, oh. the Xbox. Because I definitely, you know, had an Xbox for a while. Oh, I have yeah. two. I have a 360, and I've got a one in the living room, and they are, well, they're very slow. 
an X's box. There you go. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I thought we were talking about the microphone property. Um, yeah, no, I don't think I had X's boxes. I was, I was very like, I don't know if you could tell, but I don't prepare in life and I don't keep in life. You know, you send me notes. I read the notes. I watch the episode at some point. We do the show. You know, when the show is over, Will I have a box of Great Scott mementos? Probably not, you know? I don't know what would be. <laughs> like, would you go and print out, like, our notes list? Yeah, you know. The stick book a, of Great stick, Scott. Stick a broken jar sticker on the, uh, the top of the box there. Some, you know, printed screenshots of our Zoom calls with a big X over your face or something. Oh, uh, we, we all know we're going to do another one after this. Oh, my God. United States of Terror, apparently. Oh my god! Okay, so did um, it out right? So they find this X's box, and they're like going through trying to figure out what the deal is because it's not a, clearly apparent that it's an X at first to them. Well, it, to Jim, it is. Oh well, that he says it a lot sooner, right? Than Dwight gets to. Right, he's like, it's like uh, a close friend. I think yeah. a close friend with a rom- romantic tie, like a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. So back in the office. Um, carrot cake. Oh no, we're not in the office. Oh, there's a lot of stories going on here. Aaron and Andy, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. So they get to the cabin where Jessica is supposedly, and they they don't know why she's there. They just know she's there. I really find that like surprising, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not a secret for from Jessica's point of view. She knows she's going to a bachelorette party, right? And like that's not something you hide from your you know long term boyfriend, right? Yeah. Right. It just seems weird that she wouldn't tell him. Or maybe Andy just didn't listen. Right. Part of me feels like that because, again, we're on the downward slide of Andy here. So he's just not. He's not oh, no. Stuff. We're, we're already at, like, peak terrible Andy. I mean, no, we're, we're about to get worse. I mean, I think peak terrible Andy is when he comes back from the boat and is the drunk hobo Andy. Oh, that is pretty bad. But this is no, very. No, no, that, that's different. Drunk hobo Andy is. When he's trying to get his job back after the boat trip, right? No, 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 no. That's he drunk hobo Andy is at the end of this season where he's trying to do something like have his his moment when uh, oh, Avery right. comes back and because he, he's got the tux underneath it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From from, uh, from from mops to tops, from zero to hero, from some shit. I mean, it's all yeah. terrible. It's all terrible. It's all terrible. Yeah. And he's not great here either. But yeah, so I think he's not paying attention. Mm-hmm. He gets there. There's a lot of cars. Someone recognizes Andy, um, some friend of, because uh, who's uh, bachelor party? It's Jessica's sister. Is that right? I don't remember. I thought it was just a friend, but maybe. Well, because they all know Andy so well. Like everybody right. at this bachelorette party. Well, yeah. And, you know, if you, if, you're dating somebody, especially if they have family close by, you know, you tend to be around them. No, no. Every time someone I care about has to go to a family event, I break a phalange. <laughs> I say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't. My thumb got stuck in my butthole. And then they're like, oh, I'm not going to ask any more questions about that. Please take care of yourself. It's, it's expensive. Medical bills rack up, but it is effective. Uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely had a girl friend who stayed at my parents' house, like, all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's it's too much. You know, I, I love my mother, right? I, didn't, I deal with my mother the amount I choose to deal with her as an adult. Um, 
so it's it's just a lot when you have to deal with other people's parents too right because like i'm 31 do i call them mr and miss whatever their last name is you know right now i mean that's i I come from an asian family do i take my shoes off before i enter because that's what my grandpa told me i have no idea well at this point as my dad said would say you're the husband now the rules are different But what are the rules? They're not printed. They're not available on an online directory or resource page. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can like not like you can call them by their first. But in laws are in laws can be tough. That is, well, like, do I keep my shoes on but take my pants off? There's just no. It's not clear. That's tough. What the flow is like? I mean, unless you're rocking some like old school jinkos, it's hard to get jeans off over over tennis shoes. It's I am doable. only wearing old school jinkos with a little troll stitched into the back pocket where I could fit a sandwich and a lunchable. Okay. I mean, you could hide a bazooka in those things. <laughs> exactly. A bazooka in one pocket, a foldable sniper rifle in the other pocket, a couple Game Boy colors in your front pockets. Oh, man. There are certain times where I, I look back at the stuff I wore and like, what would you do this for, Jacob? I, I still have, you know, because I'm still rocking the lip ring and the stretched ears and stuff, so I'm constantly in the middle of this, like, should I wear a denim vest that I put patches on or should I get a blazer? <laughs> it's I, I just don't buy anything basically but the, the early 2000s fashions are coming back and it's uh it's kind of hard on me it's like you know, that's when i was like 16 to 18 right. you know yeah. it's like like the choke like the the black wiry choker necklaces are coming back and just like oh, yeah. part of me is just like man that's hot <laughs> Oh boy. All right. All right. Let's move on before uh, the FBI gets involved here. Uh, <laughs> okay. So Xbox is da da da. They, they basically find out that this guy was a magician. Right. A stage magician. Right. Which, uh, well, because, so just to backtrack a little to make this joke make sense. When they get in, Dwight makes a reference about being magicians. Nelly hates it. Jim calls Pam right. to say, get a magician for the party. Right. Now they find out this magician was actually her ex. So the magician thing is connected to a painful memory. Right. Like really bad. Like they had bought an apartment together. Right. You never buy an apartment with someone you're not married to. That's the first thing. That's what I did. That's what we did. This lovely, lovely place here. If you know you're getting married, that's a different thing. But what we didn't. Well, whatever. Still, it's a bad thing to do in general. Do it. Uh, Yeah, well, it's rough. I don't. Well, right. right. Yeah, she couldn't like she couldn't afford the apartment by herself, and he ran off with a waitress or something like. Yep. Something really bad. terrible. I mean, it just yeah. sucks, right? Yeah. Um. So Jim tries to do some stuff to save the day. He tells Pam not to hire the magician. Right. You know, now he feels bad because she's gone through this thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, it's the first time they've like seen her as a human. Yeah, and, I mean, and that's what the scene is about it's about humanizing right because right. you've seen character. her just be a terrible person for the last like five episodes yeah uh so pam tries she doesn't have the same context that jim does but she does try her best and the rest right. of the committee's not really having it and he was like i knew she would crack it's yeah pretty- yeah and we, we we would be remiss not to talk about this because one of the all-time great dwight lines is in this episode He's like unpacking like the sheets. He says, I wonder if king size sheets are called presidential size in England. I really should have a Twitter account. 
Yeah, it is pretty good. That's one of my all-time favorites. Man, I would love a Dwight Twitter. Like a, like modern Seinfeld kind of thing. Like Dwight Schrute living in 2019, but he like tweets things about what's happening from a Dwight perspective. Yeah. Like I would totally follow like a Dwight Schrute. Because- I had uh, Yeah. Could you imagine him like commenting on like politics today? Oh yeah, I mean, right. It just evolved into whatever his crazy Pennsylvania Dutch like feudal <laughs> laws were. Right? He's like, if they're just talking over each other during the debate, why doesn't the other guy just stab the other one with the ceremonial spear? Uh, I did have a fake Twitter account where I was a fictional uh, Django Fett clone. I was named like Bob Fett or something. And I and I it only lasted like a month, but I basically just tweeted about how all of the accomplishments of my older brother Boba Fett always overshadowed my own. Uh, I had like three followers. No one thought it was funny. I should bring it back. Is what I feel like. It's what I'm getting from this conversation. So thank you. Uh, okay, back at the bachelorette party. Um, it's, so it's weird because it's an actual party. Jessica wasn't there at first. She ends up showing up like... Right. She went for a run. So yeah. It seems like they were there overnight. Yep. Yep. Uh, in, so they're, as, as Aaron said, they're drinking during the daylight or daytime yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, and they're playing like weird games about exes and talking smack about people. Uh, there's gummy penises as well as regular gummies. And yeah, there's just like... And Aaron and Andy are just sitting there. Yeah, really weird. Yeah. Um, it comes up that uh, the pride-to-be's ex, Matthew, left her to go back with his ex, and this causes Andy to have to, like, stand up and defend this guy because that's what he's just about to do. Um, Mike was Dennis the Menace. Ryan was the douchebag. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> code names. Got yeah. it. Oh, yeah, okay, skip that. Um, so and it's just not a good look for Andy. Right, and so he tries to break up with Jessica, but instead he says he's gay. Yep. And they leave, and Aaron is all, like, not into it. Right. You know, he, he, she's not, you know, I mean, I, I get it. Like, she's not proud. I mean, really, well, she's not proud, and she also doesn't like the way it happened because mm-hmm. of the lies, because it comes out that uh, Andy obviously said negative things about Aaron while with Jessica. Right, um, and that's, I mean, that's something you're going to do. Yeah, I mean, really, your new significant other should not be in the room with you while you are leaving your previous significant other. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's just silly move. Yeah, that's 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 the real problem here. Um, there's a gay friend at this bridal shower who's like quizzing Andy when he says he's gay. It's just a big old cluster. It's like right. right. Um, he's like, oh, and just because like you seem pretty excited. Yeah. Uh, you know, so if he's like, yeah, I kept having to think about like baseball or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so that's that. Back in Scranton, uh, the committee decides to have some kind of shtick about having a code name for Nelly so they could give toasts uh, that are fake positive about her and then like right. secretly negative about her. And there's a lot of good nicknames, but for some reason they go to Pam as the nickname for Nelly. Right. I think because Pam was trying to like get him to stop, so that's what Ryan brought up. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So, uh, sorry, I lost my spot here. Oh, that's fine. So, and they asked Creed to play. Oh, yes. Which I would have a hard time thinking or believing that he like would write such terrible music considering his musical career. Right. But there is like a signature on his guitar that I couldn't quite make out, but it was, it looked like Robert in some kind of long name. Okay. And the only Robert musician I know is Robert Plant. So about as far as I can get, but it didn't look like Plant. That would have been something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because in universe, Creed was part of the grassroots, right? Like right. as a, mm-hmm. right. So a lot of his, Creed Bratton's real history is his character's history also. Right. Because they, they talk about in the series finale that he was yeah. a part of the grassroots. Yeah. Um, and then like the magician shows up and Pam and Jim are being mean to him and he's yeah. like <laughs> and RC's like why are you being rude to this <laughs> yeah but um but Nellie seeing what they're trying to do like says nope they're doing a great job Robert not really caring is being like sure yeah <laughs> what, what a great thing they're doing or whatever yeah. Why does everyone eat carrot cake? I love carrot cake. I love carrot cake. I have a very fond memory of a Valentine's Day where we went to this nice Italian place. Then afterwards, they just had a shit ton of dessert on a tray. They're like, would you like one of these? And we, for whatever reason, we pick carrot cake. It is in my mind as a, one of my favorite memories with my wife. Nice. Was that carrot cake. She didn't make it. She might have paid for it. I was pretty broke at the time. But the carrot cake was banging. Yeah. Like my mom, it's... Like, she's got this carrot cake. It's probably the best I've ever had. All right. It's one of the few things where, like, I'm not the, I'm not one of those, whatever my mom makes is amazing. She's a really good cook, but, like, this is top tier. I've had carrot cake at a lot of places, and it's really good. If you want some garbage meatloaf, you got to come to my mom's place because her meatloaf sucks. <laughs> uh, okay. So, like, so okay. that's all. Yeah. So, right. So Andy finally goes, does the right thing. Obviously, Jessica's hurting. We see her crying on the couch. She's like, look, I'm getting with Aaron. Da, 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 da. Then, like, they start chasing him out. Like, it, I understand the want. And, you know, it is sort of the good guy thing to do to break up her infant, you know, person to person, face to face. But this has been one of those situations where you might have wanted to consider the good old text message breakup. I mean, really what should have happened is that they should not have broken up today. They should have gotten there, been weird, bailed, and then waited until the next free time. And then they would just not be kissing or whatever. Well, you know she's gone doing something. Right, right. Wait until she gets back. But he wanted to be able to, like, get it, get it with Aaron. So he had to do it now because... Aaron wouldn't, you know, touch him until right. until yeah. they were she, they were official. Sorry, I lost my camera. I'm I'm here though. Uh, right, yeah, yeah, which is like really annoying. And I gotta say, I'm not a huge fan of like Aaron's behavior here. Right. Um, because like she wants this thing, and I think it's like kind of childish. Um, you know, she likes the drama or whatever like that. It kind of puts. Uh, it just it feels weird, you know. Like you you'd want people to be with each other because they like each other. Mm-hmm. But it's like the spectacle of it all is what Aaron seems to be enjoying in this moment. Well, as we uh, already established, Andy loves the drama too. From um, 
the date Mike episode. Uh, can't right. remember. Yeah. Well, well he, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he did. He did at that time. I feel like he was really trying to avoid that here. Yeah. You know. But why yeah. don't you tell her to stay in the car? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it was just both times, really, both times. I mean, to be fair, she's sleeping when they pull up the second time when Andy does the right thing. So she, like, wakes up to the cabin. Right. Um, it's just, I mean, I think care, people wouldn't do this, one. So it's not great writing. Right. Um, and then, yeah, it just it makes me like these two characters that I've been rooting for for so long, like, a lot less. Like, Aaron, all, like... Aaron like seemed dumb, right? Naive, inexperienced, and that's like fine. Not a slight against her, because then I get to watch her learn shit. But like in this episode, she seems like a dick, like a little inconsiderate jerk, and I'm like, well, if this is what Aaron is, then I don't like Aaron anymore. <laughs> yeah, and we also do see a lot of like growing up from her in the next season, right? With stupid Plop, who I hate too. That guy's a chode. <laughs> Plop, he's Baron Andy. Well, yeah, because they make Andy literal rancor shit. It's terrible. What did you do to the show, Jacob? Why did it bet so bad? I don't know. You son of a bitch. Because they lost all the good writers to Parks and Rec? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, So, end of the episode, Jim and Pam are leaving. Pam, I guess, had given Hank a directive to not let a magician up. Mm -hmm. And Hank... The, one of the best Hank moments, really, right? Right. Uh, but he just gives a snarky response. He's like, you you don't think he could it have been? <laughs> like indicating that the guy yeah, magicked. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Pam's just over. Oh, like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, so what do you think of this episode? Yeah, I thought it was not good either. So I gave it a 1.5 out of 5 gummy penises. Uh, I thought it was better than the other episode, which I don't know. Now that we're talking about it, I don't know if I agree with that or not. <laughs> um, it's fine. You know, we it sort of resets things a bit. Andy's with Aaron now. Uh, we have a proper introduction with Nellie. You know, we get her, you know, a bit more human going forward. Um so I gave it a 2.5 out of 5 Swizz Beats. Nice. So that's it. That was these two flipping episodes. I mean, I'm, I, I remember early on when we did this show, I got a lot of heat for being so negative. And I think I did a good job by pepping up or whatever. So everybody else, just shut the fudge up. Um, but it's going to be hard. We are, we, are, we are approaching some episodes here and a whole season – Season nine is better than this part of season eight, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you just have to make a lot of concessions to like season nine, though. You have to accept that it's a worse show. You have to watch Plop and Stupid Dwight Jr., you know? Um, You have to deal with domestic issues, which is totally what I want my Thursday night sitcoms to be full of. Right. Um, Yeah, it's just, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to try to keep my, my spirits high. Uh, but I feel uh, fairly certain. as many episodes? Well, that is a saving grace. I mean, it kind of is. If you take the, the one hours as two episodes, oh. it goes oh. to 25. Jesus. 
Uh, as always, you can reach us at brokenjarsbroadcasting at gmail.com. Um, I'm at Jacob Ingalls on Twitter. Uh, brokenjars.xyz is the website. Apparently, we have a Reddit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, hit me up on Twitter if you're going to PAX and you want to do a, a great Scott meet and greet. It will be 30 seconds near the closest bathroom that I'm near. Um, we're not going into the bathroom. Get that out of your mind. We'll just stand <laughs> outside of it while I wait to poop. Um, so follow me on Twitter at J-A-Y underscore R-E-Y. Yeah, that's it. That is the show. See you all next time. Hey, we kind of did two weeks in a row. or two, Back to our normal schedule. I mean, this is the new normal. <laughs> hey, at least it wasn't a month between episodes, okay? That's, that's true. <laughs> all right, we'll catch you. We'll catch y'all in two weeks. <laughs> catch you on the flippity flip. Bye. <laughs>